This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. Let's talk about the power of believing for just a moment. Now, when I was a young pastor, I had a wrong belief. Say this again. I had a wrong belief. The wrong belief was that I was a good enough communicator that I could preach on a verse one time and you would get it and never need to hear that verse again. That was wrong. Because not only could I not just preach on that one time and you never need to hear it again, it was not only uh, not a reality in your life, was it was still struggling to become a reality in my life. And so I realized that we needed to begin to hear these passages over and over again. So we, we changed the way we presented series, and we we're trying to always give you this verse. Well, well, this time I thought we need to take it even a step further because it, we're still working on trying to get this. We're still working on trying to master this. So I have provided for you a memory verse. How many of you have trouble memorizing anything? Now, hold, keep your hand up, keep your hand up. If you could tell me who played what position on what ball team, put your hand down. Who finished what and what race? What the stock part numbers are at your company? All right, I got a few of you. I may cut the five of y'all some slack. Okay, but the rest of us, we are, net, we are able to memorize things if we do them enough. And so if you'll begin to read this word, you can figure out how to memorize it. If it, it, let me just put it this way. I thought, well, well, how does, how does Pastor Todd back in the children's church get this to work? How does he get them to do the memory verse? And they have the, the store. They have the store. And I thought, well, that would be a mighty big store for all these services. What could I do? And I thought, wouldn't it be powerful if we had some kind of like hot cup of coffee and like Krispy Kreme donuts or something out there, and the only way you could get one is if you knew the memory verse? Oh, God's in that. I feel it right now. Some of you are like, I've got it done, Pastor. Amen. Well, see, the reality is, now you need to listen to what I'm about to say because it doesn't sound spiritual yet, but I'm about to take you where I've been going with this. Until you get it, you can never live it. Until God's Word gets inside of you, you will never be able to live out God's Word. I feel the Holy Spirit in what I'm saying to you today. You have got to literally, I mean, how can you believe something that you don't know? And you've got to learn it. Father, today I pray that you're going to help us begin to receive and believe what your word wants us to receive and believe. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for the power of God that's working in our lives now to change us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. So here's the verse that you got. It's the first verse of this, Romans chapter 10. I, re I preach this verse at least once a year. I plan on continuing to preach this verse at least once a year because it's that life-changing. People will come up to me and say, you preach salvation, but nowhere in the Bible does it say that you need to be saved. I'm like, have you read your Bible? <laughs> Romans chapter 10, verse number 9 says this, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord. Now watch that now. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be what? Saved. 
Now, let's stay there for just a moment. If you openly declare, that does not mean if you try to hold it quietly in your heart. It means that if you will live your life in such a way that people do not have to question if you're a believer or not, they know it because of the declaration of your life. Now, all of us want to kind of keep it a secret because if we tell people we're Christian and our life doesn't measure up to what a Christian's supposed to be, we don't really want people to know. It's sort of like the person who cut me off in traffic the other day. Had one of those Christian fish on the back of their car. I was like, oh, what kind of Christian is that? And then when they wave at you funny... I'm like, you're definitely not a Christian. My goodness, would you look at how horrible that... And then I realized something. I wasn't being one either. You see, it's easy to try to tell people how they're not being a Christian, but what you believe will determine your actions, and that will determine whether or not you're living as a believer and people can see Christ in you. And if you try to keep your faith quiet, you're not doing what Scripture says is necessary. Scripture says you've got to put it out there. You've got to put it out there so that people can realize that they may not be perfect yet, but they're still trusting in Jesus Christ. That they may make mistakes, but they're not settling for the mistakes. They're still living by by faith, believing that God can change their life. Now listen to me, there's some places, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I feel in my heart, there's some places that believers don't need to go, some things that believers don't need to do, some things that believers don't need to say, come on now, there's actions that have to change. This is important. Because not only am I declaring that I'm a believer, but I'm also living in such a way that if Jesus is alive, he's going to come back and do what he said he was going to do, and that says he's going to take account of every word, action, and thought. Not one amen. How many of us just be honest and say, I hope he doesn't judge me for every word, action, and thought? Can I just see your hand? Some of you, your dishonesty is speaking through right now. Come on now. All right. Some of you are like, I'm just not raising my hand. I'm tired. But anyways, okay. Listen to me. I get that. I'm afraid of every thought being broadcast. I'm afraid of every word being broadcast. I don't want every action to be seen. Let me just, it's, it's not a good thing. Can I tell you this? If Jesus is alive, he's going to do what he said he's going to do. But the only difference is this. Because I have chosen to believe upon the name of Jesus Christ and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord of my life, when they start playing the film from our lives, what they see is not my wrong actions, not my wrong thoughts, not my wrong deeds, but it's what they see is the blood of Jesus Christ that's washed us clean no matter what. So that means I need to get in line with that action of believing. And it's going to change who I am. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. Now, if you read the book of John, you're going to read the word believe over and over again. Believe. Believe. From chapter 1 all the way through 21, you're going to read the word believe over and over more more than Matthew, Mark, and Luke put together. You're going to read it out of all the times. It's like 400 sometimes from the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible. It's mentioned the word believe. I think it's 451. If that's the case, look how important it is in the book of John. You ready for this? 98 times 
One-fourth almost of all the times that the word believe is mentioned in the Scripture is in 21 chapters in a book called John. He says, hey, I'm writing the book so that you might believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I'm writing the book so that those that are unbelievers might become believers in the Son of God. And he says it over and over again that it's necessary that you believe. It's necessary that you begin to walk in the power of belief. Now watch this. And the word he uses here is very, very important. The word that he uses here is pistiwo. And pistiwo is a Greek word that shows an action. It's not just something I'm holding on to. It's something that I hold on to that causes me to go into action. Okay? Have you ever overreacted to something based on a belief? You know, you jump up, your child's getting too close to a fire. You believe that they're going to fall in the fire. So you jump up and grab them, snatch them back, and they're looking at you like, I got it. Reality is, you reacted upon your belief structure. 98 times throughout the Word of God in the book of John, it says you're going to believe in such a way that it's going to cause you to change the way you react. Uh Uh-oh. So I thought about all those ways, and you're going, Pastor Don, it's a lot of Scripture. I'm going as fast as I can. Stay with me. Here we go. Book of John. Listen to something. I'm not going to give you all 98. Just stay with me for a moment. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may what? So you might go into action. Watch that. That Jesus is the Christ. And if you really believe that Jesus is the Christ, it's going to really change the way you respond to what he said. You're really going to believe that the Son of God and that by believing, you may have life in his name. How about this one? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever, what? Goes into action upon that belief should not perish. Somebody go, well, Pastor Don, you're you're adding something to the word. The Bible says even the demons uh, fear and tremble. Even the demons believe. But it doesn't. Oh, I love you, Holy Ghost. It doesn't change the way they act. Even the demons believe, but it doesn't change their actions. Even the members believe, but does it change their actions? Oh, let me just come in. Even the pastors believe, but does it change their actions? I mean, just, do you know one thing I love about this church that we call War Hill? Is though, I, I mean, I may have to be up here right now, but there, a lot of churches, there's this gap between here and there. And they act like they got it all together and y'all don't have it together. And the reality is you'll notice I'm always saying things like we have to figure this out. We have to, because can I go ahead and tell you what that little woman tells me all the time? She says, I'm not real worried about what you're up to. I said, why? She said, because I watched you get in the pulpit and I watched God get a hold of you and you confess it to everybody. Come on now, amen. <laughs> one little lady was sitting somewhere over here one day and, and, and somebody walked up to her and she looked up and, and, and she said, I just love this church. She said, well, they said, well, we're glad you love this church. She said, yes, let me tell you why I love this church. She said, the pastor's as big a sinner as the rest of us. Come on now. Amen. I said, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. Don't you mistake the fact that I show you my vulnerability for the reality that we all are broken. We all are flawed. We all struggle. But what God's looking for is some people who realize that we're all broken and we're all flawed and we're all struggling. And we begin to believe that God's called us to something better. And it changes our actions and it changes our deeds for the glory of God. Amen. Man. Listen to this. 
but to all who did receive him who what? Believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Those who went into action, let not your hearts be troubled, but believe in God, believe also in me. Change the way you're living. Verse, uh, the, five, the fifth one I want to give you. Truly, truly, I say to you, whosoever hears my word and what? Believe. Goes into action for it. will have eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but he's already passed from death to life. See, that's an action that's already occurred. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that whosoever looks upon him or believes in him might have eternal life. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever, what? He's talking to Martha, her brother's dead. Whoever, what? Believe. Believes. Whoever walks in this revelation. I feel the Holy Spirit. I, I have tried to behave all morning. And this, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, the third service is not going to happen. Listen to me. What he's saying is this. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how final it seems. I don't care if you've dealt with this problem for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. I don't care if it seems to have a hold on you and the judgment has already been come, come down against you. What you need to do is begin to walk in such a way that you believe that what God has said about you is what's going to begin to become a reality in your life. I don't care what the diagnosis is. You need to begin to believe that Jesus Christ is your healer, your deliverer, your ever favorite in your time of trouble that Jesus is able. Can I get an amen for that today? They were at this conference, these young pastors, they said, they said, have you noticed that everything's changed? Thanks to Stephen Furtick and a few others, the preachers are all yelling again. I just said, someone's been yelling all along. Come on, amen. I'm not trying to be something I'm not. But how can you stay quiet when you're at inviting people to change the way their actions have been taking them down the wrong course of life? Well, I just don't know if God's way can work for me. No, if you believe God's way, it would work for you because it would have changed you enough that it begins to change your situation. Come on now. Thomas Jefferson did not believe that Jesus Christ was Lord. He believed that the teachings of Jesus could change his society. And he tried to live his life according to the teachings of Jesus. But the problem is you'll never measure up without the Lordship of Jesus Christ. So when I begin to declare that he's my God, and I begin to walk in accordance with his teachings, and the two begin to meet. And watch this now. He lifts me up where I can't go on my own. He makes a way in the wilderness where there seems to be no way, and he causes my feet to walk on what? High places. Somebody say amen, good, and I'll hurry up. The bad thing is I'm almost through the introduction. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will what? Believe in me through their word that they may all be one just as your father, as you father are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Then he said to Thomas, notice this, put your finger here and see my hands. Thank God for Thomas and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, don't allow your lack of belief to hinder your actions, but go into action. Put your hand in my side. I could preach there for a while, but believe me that I am in the Father. Now he's talking to Philip when he says this. Philip says to Jesus, he says, can you just at least give us, just show us God? And Jesus says, uh, Philip, uh, you need to believe that I'm in the Father and the Father's in me. 
Or else you, you, you could believe the fact of all these miracles that I've done. But truly, truly, I say to you, whoever, what? Goes into action upon these beliefs in me will also do the work. See, there's an action that I do. That's harsh. He says, if you really believe that I'm the Son of God, you're really going to do the what I've done. That means you're going to treat people the way I've treated people. You're going to love people the way I've loved people. And you're going to walk in the faith that I've walked in. It's truth. No one else may feel any conviction this morning, but this preacher is. Stay with me. And greater works than these they will do. Because I'm going to the Father. You see, when we believe something, we accept the truth of something or we trust in something or in somebody. And this is important. See, when you believe in something, you will invest in it. You'll be committed to it. Many times you'll die for it. So, Pastor, do I really believe? Here's the question. Do I really believe? Are you ready for this? If you just had a standard of measurement that tells you if you really believe what you say you believe. You know what it is? Are you ready for this? Action is the standard of measurement for belief. If you just let me talk about it and you don't go out and try to apply these principles to your life, then you don't really believe them. If you shout amen when the preacher preaches, but you don't live it, then you don't really believe it. If you vote a certain way, but you don't live out the principles that back up how you vote, then you're just voting according to political alliances and not according to your faith. It has to determine everything about your life. What you do, where you go, what you say, how you interact with people, what you do when you do get cut off. I struggle there. You notice that comes up often. And what happens is your belief structure will transfer into your family. I'll say it again. Now, here's what I do. It's not real pleasant. But here's what I do when someone doesn't know how to drive. I say this. I believe in you. I believe you can do it. I, I believe that you can stop going 45 in the fast lane. I believe you can do it. Anybody know? I'll get some amens. Some people preaching me now. Preach, preacher, preach. Come on now. I'm feeling it this morning now. Listen, all right. I believe you can do it. And you know what? I realize that, that I'm just attacking. And I realize how a contagious a lack of, uh, of character can be. Because the other day we're driving down the road. I'm not even upset. I'm just not in a hurry, and I see this person driving erratically. And from the seat beside me, I hear little Charlie scream, I believe in you! You can do it! Just go! <laughs> I said, oh God, forgive me. As silly as that is, you listen to what this preacher is about to say to you. Your lack of belief is just as contagious. This morning when I went to pay my tithe, I did not that not out of obligation. I did it that because I believe God's word that he will rebuke the devourer. I want my children to know that. 
This week, when we were discussing finances with them, I said, of course, what do you do first? You pay your tithe. I'm trying to illustrate for them the truths. You see, it's the action that measures the standard of what you really believe. It's just truth. You see, if you believe something, you will do more than share it. You'll do more than repeat it. You will take action upon that that you believe. Now, there's another little thing here, though, in in that last verse I read to you. The tense of the verb changes. And when the tense of the verb in John 14, 9 changes, what we see there, when you read the word believing there, it changes. And and in most languages, when you change the tense, it can add a different definition. And here's the definition that the tense change causes. Are you ready for this? It's to have an inner conviction that is motivated by our highest aspirations. So in other words, something happens inside of me that believes I can be better than I am. That I could be a super person of faith. Anybody have any superhero complexes in here? Anybody? Anybody ever plays Superman in here? Can I see your hand? One person plays. I'm preaching online next Sunday. How many of you have ever acted like Superman? Shh, come on now. How about Wonder Woman? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let me just throw a hard one out there. Aquaman? <laughs> you know? Then one more time. Superman. Anybody ever act like Superman in here? All right, now I've got some honest people. Thank you. How about Spider-Man? We have a church of Spider-Man. This is awesome. My family's not a big Superman person, but we have three generations of Spider-Man. I had played Spider-Man when I was a kid. You know what I did? I went, You know what my children did? You know what my grandson did to me the other day? But then he ran over and kicked me. He was somewhere between Spider-Man and the Hulk. I'm not real sure. I was like, not (laughs) Spider-Man. But my point of this is this. There's something about his character that we can aspire to. That we could do something more than just be average. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. What Jesus says is if you will have the right belief structure, you can start believing for something more than just an average life. Oh, 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 You can believe more than what's been average in your family. Oh, no, let me rewind that. You can believe for more than you've already been living out because the belief structure you have in Jesus Christ can cause you to live at a higher level than you've accepted in the past, which means yesterday I may have said, this is all I'll ever amount to because I can't get free from these things. But all of a sudden, I begin to believe in Jesus Christ. And as I begin to believe in Jesus Christ, all of a sudden, he becomes a literal wind of the Holy Spirit beneath me, and he begins to lift me to places that I could not have aspired to before and I was told you'll just be a sixth generation drunk but God said no I see an anointed child of the king you may think that you were created for the darkness you live in but if you will believe on Jesus Christ there's a higher and a better and a stronger side of you that God wants to bring out amen 
And Pastor Don, you don't understand. I've tried so many times. You don't understand. You tried. Now he says, believe in me. Because when, when you start praying, do you know how you pray? God, if you could do this for Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you can do it for me. You expand a little further. God, if you could do this for Noah, Lord, if you could rescue his family, you could rescue mine. God, if you could, you can part the water for Moses. I mean, listen, are you hearing me? And then it comes, oh, if you could help Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego through the fire. And then you begin to tell God you're testifying in somebody else's shoes because they're at a higher level than you are. Now watch this now. And all of a sudden it begins to change and you begin to say, God, if you can move for pastor, you can move for me. Or if you can move for my brother and sister over there, you can move for me. And you begin to pull on somebody else's testimony and until, watch this, it begins to become your testimony because you've been walking in faith long enough. You can say, God, you delivered us back there. You can deliver us right here. God, where you brought me from has no clue where I'm going, but God, you've done good things. You see, you can have aspirations for, what I mean by that is this. I may never climb up a wall, but the psalmist said it this way. With him, I can run through the troop of the enemy and I can go over the wall. The wall that's held you out no longer holds you out when you walk in faith. I don't probably say this enough and I'm going to close. I've been doing this a long time. Last month, 30 years I've been doing this as your pastor. It's been a great joy. And there's lots of rough days, lots of dark moments that I've had to walk with families through. But ever so often, it feels like heaven opens and you're doing exactly what God's called you to do. It's almost right this moment to show you what I believe. It's almost like, what's this? Like behind me are the preachers who taught me to preach. Dr. Walker that just went on to glory. Going, amen, amen, and amen. Son, preach that. Come on. <laughs> Sister Terry throwing up her hand. Woo, come on. Just behind them, another generation. Behind them, the apostles of old. And somewhere back there, John saying, you tell them what I said. You tell them what I said. Because it works. It works. Don't care how broken you are and how low your vision has been for your life. God's calling you to have a better vision for who God has called you to be. Arise. Stand strong. Become what he's called you to be. The righteous children of the Most High God. Pastor Don, you're talking to the wrong crowd. No, I'm talking to the right crowd. I love the fact that when we came to this community, the religious people rejected us completely. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Because he sent the ones that he's promised in Ezekiel, I will send people from all over who are not a family, and I will make them a family, and they will become the people of God. Look what he's done in this room. Some of us, let's be honest, we might not hang out together outside of church. We might scare each other outside of church it's okay but guess what 
That's what brings variety to this room. And it's what stirs up faith in this room that tells everyone that's here and everyone watching and everyone listening that God can take broken people with no future. And when they believed and called upon Him, He gave them hope and a future and a purpose. I want to invite you to stand with me today. Look, don't get lost. You get lost in the silliest things I say. If I say something about a food, you talk about the food. Or Don't, don't bring me Spider-Man statues. That's not what this is about. It's about me being vulnerable enough to tell you the aspirations that I had as a child and wanting to be something stronger. And now the aspirations I have as a man and as a pastor wanting to be something stronger, something better, something healthier, that we're not just a church, but that we are the children of the Most High God who actually dare to believe that He put us in this hour for this season to declare His goodness to all that will listen. And guess what? You have a part in the plan. You do. That's right, I'm just a guest. <laughs> We're all just passing through. We're all on a short time on this earth. But God ordained your footsteps to here today. He has a plan for your life. Every head bowed and every eye closed for just a moment. Talking to all those present and all those watching. There's some that have been living without belief. And I'm going to deal with those who've never believed in just a moment, but I want to talk to those that are believers, but they've not been acting upon that belief. They have no high aspiration. They've been living in low places they know that a believer shouldn't live. And today they're going to confess that, and they're going to believe that the Holy Spirit is going to bring them to a higher level. If that's you, that you believe and you know and you're willing to confess there's been some areas of low living you've been settling for and God's calling you to better things. I want to see your hand if that's you. Come on, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. Hands literally all over this place, but I'm still waiting on you. I'm still waiting on you. That's right. That's right. Thank you. Put those down. Some of you that are watching need to type, that's for me. That's for me. No more. Why don't you just type no more. No more. No more not living there anymore not settling for that anymore called something higher called to something better I feel the love of Jesus maybe you're here today and you say pastor I, I just feel this in my heart my parents were a young couple they stumbled into God's house and a pastor told them about Jesus and it changed the life of two broken broken wounded people and it changed generations now. That pastor told them about Jesus. They told others about Jesus. They told me about Jesus. I've told thousands about Jesus. Thousands have told millions. All because somebody dared to believe. 
that if you believe, God will accept you and forgive you. I feel like somebody's wandered into this place this morning and this is your moment. This is your time. Your family line changes here. Your, the generations change here. Your eternity changes here. You say today is the day that you really want to confess with not only words but with actions that Jesus Christ is Lord of your life and you want to either be born again or you want to recommit your life to Christ. If that's you, don't hesitate. I want to see your hand as quickly as possible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Quickly looking around this room. Thank you. Yes, I see those. Thank you. Put those down. Are there others that have not raised their hand yet that would say, this is my time? If you're online, you can, can signify that. This is my time. This is it. This is my time. I'm waiting for just a moment more. There's been numerous people. I feel the Holy Spirit in what I'm saying to you now. This is your time. This is it. If you're feeling picked out, do not be mistaken. This building is full. I'm not picking anybody out. I'm just looking over this crowd, watching for the person who just will surrender. Father, I begin to pray now for those who've said they've accepted wrong places of living. Lord, I pray they'll go home and change the way they've interacted with their neighbors. They'll forgive their parents, their step-parents, their siblings, their children. They'll begin to walk in wholeness with the body of Christ. Father, they'll walk as examples of what Christ can do and not, not of the darkness of this world. Father, that's your power. My goodness. God, I want to ask you to look inside my heart. You see the low levels of living inside of me. Forgive us all. Heal us all. And now by the power of the Holy Spirit, take us to levels we can't walk on our own. Let us begin to walk in freedom we can't find on our own. To walk in victory we can't find on our own. To walk under the anointing that's only given by God. Now, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I want every head bowed and every eye closed as many have responded today for salvation. I want you to pray this prayer with all that's within you. I want you to, like you've seen me passionately preach, I want you to pray with all that's within you because there are many for the first time that are praying this prayer today. Let's pray together. Jesus, by faith, I confess I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And in Jesus' name, Heavenly Father, I receive your grace. I believe from this moment forward, Jesus Christ is Lord of my life. May your spirit that raised him from the dead now change who I am for your glory. And now I declare that God is my father, heaven is my home, and Jesus is my savior. Amen. And amen. Now, come on, let's celebrate that this morning. God is good. Amen. That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find Real Love Now.